Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning, it's me, Danko, and it's time for our Money and Me segment. Now, forget the World Cup for a moment. Let's turn our attention to the world of esports. In recent years, there has been a growing popularity of esports due to the increasing digitalization across the world and the reduced cost of advanced gaming technologies. And in fact, esports has also shifted online video gaming towards a spectator sport. In esports events, spectators experience watching a professional gaming event just like any other traditional sports event. But however, instead of watching a physical competition, the audiences watch video gamers competing with each other to through the digital medium. And just to give you a sense of how much this sector is set to grow, the global esports market size is expected to reach more than a staggering $3.5 billion by 2027. And that's less than five years from now. So to give us his analysis of esports and as a global industry and the ripple effects of it on the APAC investment market, we're pleased to have with us on the show today, Clayton Lacombe, the Chief Investment Officer and Founder of PAC Capital. Good morning, Clayton. How are you doing this morning? Morning, Dan. Thanks. I'm really well. All right. Now, Clayton, before we start this interview, I understand you're particularly passionate about the esports industry. So, personally, do you play any games? If so, what is it? Honestly, I'm very invested in, obviously, esports as an ecosystem, but I didn't grow up as a gamer. I really ah. didn't. I, I, I lived in Hong Kong for six years, and um, that opened my eyes up to, especially living in Asia for around 10 years, how big esports was as a thematic. Mm. And that, that essentially led me to my now love and, and passion of esports. So now I, I have to admit I'm not I'm not a great gamer, but I, I know <laughs> all the top League of Legends or Dota's a bit complicated for me, but right. I um I like all the, the first person shooter games. So. All right. All right. So thank you for your honesty. But um why not let's just yeah. get into the juice of the interview and could you just give us an analysis of esports as a global industry and how has it evolved over the years? Yeah, look, it's it's something that has evolved very quickly. And, you know, it's one of these innovation topics around the world that, you know, we, we, we can't avoid for much longer. You know, like esports as a whole now is going to generate, you know, you touched on it in your introduction, Dan, hmm. you know, close to $2 billion by 2027. But now it's generating, you know, 1.4. There's almost a billion people streamed esports games um, in 2022 around the world. So, like, wow. these are just amazing numbers. And, you know, it's, it, it's compounding. Given the pressures around the world in, 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 in economies, esports continues to grow at about 20% year-on-year year for the last five years in a row. So it's definitely got a lot of momentum, and it's a sector where I'm really passionate about. So. All right. And that's a great analysis of what's happening so far. So what then are you seeing in terms of key market trends uh, in the global esports market? And how is it impacting the growth of this sector? The trends in this sector are very much similar to, to traditional sports. Hmm. You know, esports, for example, Dan, there were more eyeballs of people that watched esports last year than normal sports around the world. So, wow. so you remember that with that now, people are trying to work out how to monetize all these eyeballs on esports. And you've got to think every, every esports team now is looking for, there's a lot of money and a lot of marketing dollars that are going to these teams because of how much exposure they can get on their brand. So, look, I think, obviously, the teams 
are a big vertical uh, in esports that's only growing. You know, I'm um, I'm actually involved with the team out of Hong Kong called Talon, which mm. is one of the um, up and growing sort of. Um, you know, they've won. Oh, they've come in the finals of the last five Counter Strike titles. Um, you know, but their their business as a whole is growing 100% quarter on quarter because of how much people want to put marketing dollars into the company. So, right. like, you know, teams are a vertical I look at very closely. You know, there's other things that are evolving as well, Dan. There's like, there's the hardware and also the software, you know, that go into esports gaming, you know, which is companies, like listed companies around the world, such as, you know, Corsair Gaming or Turtle Beach. You know, they're all, all, all the sort of the hardware that gamers use uh, in their homes on the professional circuit. So, like, hardware, teams, Another vertical that's evolved recently is there's a lot of companies now that are putting a lot of money into um, how to place wages on betting matches, on esports matches around the world. A lot mm. of companies such as, um, you know, some of the biggest wagering companies in the world, Bet365 or, you know, or Ladbrokes or any of the, the, the big names are putting a huge amount of money that people are now trying to find ways to put wages on FIFA matches or Counter-Strike matches or or a lot of other um, uh, games, just like normal sports. So, look, I think they're the main verticals I look at, and there's a lot more that are evolving, but they're the ones that I'm focusing on right now and see opportunities. Right, that's fascinating to know. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's quite mind-boggling to know that the esports is actually taking over the traditional sports industry. I mean, the stigma that sticks to it as an addiction before, and now it's a competitive industry. So that's something that we'll definitely be watching out for. Let's talk about investment in esports and what are some investment opportunities in the esports sector, and what do we need to know, and who are the key vendors vendors to keep a lookout for? Yeah, sure. Look, I got involved down a few years ago in esports through a uh, through a private sort of company that was that was uh, not listed on any stock exchanges just yet. But that mm. allowed me. Sort of people said to me, Clay, you you understand esports so well, and you understand the ecosystem. You know who are the players. You understand all those verticals that I talked about before. But how do we invest in it? You know, how do we invest in this esports you talk about? Yeah. And there's actually a lot of you know, listed global companies around the world that are focusing on esports as a whole. You know, you would have seen through, through your listeners here, Dan, the, the acquisition over the last couple of years of Activation Blizzard by Microsoft. You know, that was the biggest single acquisition in Microsoft history. You know, we know we know how much Tencent are putting into to, to gaming and esports. You know, in Tencent, sixty percent of Tencent's revenue comes from gaming and esports, and it's one of the in the ten biggest companies in the world. So there's a huge amount of opportunities that these companies are trying to trying to capture. Yeah. And essentially, and that's sort of what I've done here. I started a, an esports, well, the world's first esports long short hedge fund, and and we go out and trying to find these opportunities and um, take advantage of uh, all these listed names around the world that. Uh, we believe are investable and are good opportunities. And at the moment, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, opportunity in those developers, you know, Riot Games and, and Tencent and Activation Blizzard. And then there's also the hardware providers I touched on before, Turtle Beach. You know, they're growing at 25% last year, their, their mm. console production revenue. And, you know, so I'm really focusing on those opportunities at the moment. So, um, you know, FaZe Clan, which is a, which is a, a team that recently listed in the NASDAQ, we, we stayed away from that one and, and, and we're <laughs> glad we did. Um, but, um, look, 
there's a lot happening in esports and, and investable opportunities. So. Right. And this is actually something that I'm quite curious to know. What are some key factors that's driving the global esports market? And what bright spots are you currently watching out for? Look, there's a bright spot. So let's look at what's happening around the world at the moment. You know, like we've, we've looked at, there's obviously, you know, we know that inflation is ticking higher around the world and, and there's been a lot of economic pressures that are happening around the world. People are spending less money and companies are starting to feel the pressure and a bit of the pinch from all these great COVID years that we've had. And let's look at how that has affected esports or gaming as a whole. You know, like this is a robust industry where let alone um, very different to like, say, a commodity play or a banking play. People are still gaming more and more, uh, even as I touched on before, 22% growth in the sector year on year. Even in this year, Dan, that's, you know, global markets are down 35% across the board. Mm. Gaming continues to compound and grow because it's creating momentum. As I said before, there's over a billion people, close to a billion people, live stream gaming this year alone is expected to grow. You touched on it before at the start of the interview that, you know, by 2027, you know, we're going to be up to $3.5 billion in revenue across it. Like, this is a a marketplace that is, uh, or a sector that I think we need to be aware of. And people who are trying to invest around the world and allocate their money or or diversify, they need to have an allocation to esports or gaming because this is a sector that's growing. It's compoundingly stronger than most other industries in the world and it's not going anywhere. So right. um, it needs to be part of everyone's allocation. Right. And what about, Clayton, what about live streaming platforms and the significant role it plays in accelerating the growth of esports? I mean, we look at Twitch, right? It's where millions of people, they come together every day to chat live stream on, on live stream and interact and watch people play games online. So what's yeah. the significance? Yeah, like it, it's, Twitch has just been an amazing platform, right? Hmm. You know, Amazon, bought that for a billion dollars, you know, a long time ago. And I think it generates a billion a month in revenue now. <laughs> so, like, it, wow. it was a great by Amazon. But um, it is the sole place. It is the go-to place for gamers to come on, interact, you know, live stream and game. But also for people who want to go in and, and you know, watch their favorite hero or their team or, or find a tournament around the world, because there's no real central league, like, there isn't, like, a... Um, you know, a central ESPN channel that, that, that broadcasts all the different esports matches. Twitch seems to pull those things, to, uh, pull those different matches and events around the world together and provides players and also audiences to go in and watch their favourite teams or, or um, players play around the world. But, like, and it also provides a, a platform where people can make uh, a lot of money by streaming their talents on Twitch. Like, for example, I... Um, I have some friends of mine who I ran into the other day and I haven't seen for a long time. And, and I said, what are, you, what are you up to these days? And they said, look, we, just, um, we are competitive video gamers and we live stream our matches or, or, or our tournaments on Twitch, you know, a few times a week or nightly. And they get people who subscribe to watching them play. So they might pay a dollar or they might pay 50 cents and... And it, it, it's, a, it's a massive income stream for these people and they actually make a lot of money but also have the opportunity to be, to be picked up by a more significant team around the world mm. and they'd be able to, you know, join them. For example, they might get picked up by the Manchester United esports team and, 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 and uh, a scout might find them on Twitch. So it's a powerful platform that, that I think every, every gamer knows about. 
Right, that's fascinating to know as well. And you know, talk, speaking of Twitch, and you know, what about the other range of infrastructure in the esports sector? And which do you think is worth watching? I mean, think about gaming headset, VR manufacturers. Yeah, like it's a good question that. And what I've seen a lot lately, Dan, I've spent a lot of time over with um, in the states lately with a fund that I'm very close to there, a fund called Bitcraft. Bitcraft, uh, sort of the world's leading venture capital fund for esports and gaming but what's happening now is there's a real shift there's a shift in a trend into virtual reality and artificial intelligence inside gaming people want to be an interactive player with their friends around the world in virtual reality so what what i'm getting at there is i'm saying there's a trend now where um, we've seen the oculus headsets and the way facebook is starting to move into virtual reality and gaming is the same. People now want to not not only control their their uh, their player by their you know uh, Xbox you know controller panel, but they actually want to be inside the game. Let's use Counter Strike as as an example. Now people want to actually be the character inside Counter Strike, and they want to go around and and be the shooter in the game and and challenge and go through different levels. And I think that's the next stage of gaming. Mm. It's now gone to the stage where people now. Um, they now share this interaction and community with other gamers around the world, but now they want to be inside the game, meet up with their friends inside the game, but also, you know, be part of the game. So I think that's definitely the next stage of, of esports and gaming, and it's, um, it's something that I am looking very closely about who is going to be at the forefront of this adoption and what companies are going to uh, succeed in integrating this new wave of virtual reality uh, right. throughout their company. That's sort of my job to, to find out. Yeah, that's really exciting stuff. I mean, think about the metaverse and how much potential it gives the gaming sector to elevate itself further. Now, if you're just joining us, we're speaking to Clayton Lacombe, the chief exe- the chief investment officer and founder at Peck Capital, to discuss everything you need to know about investing in the esports industry. Now, Clayton, we've talked about we've talked about the good stuff, and there are bound to be headwinds to watch out for. So, what should investors be looking? too, I mean, when they are venturing into this sector? Yeah, like like in any sector, like this is, comes under any sort of scrutiny. Um, let's, like, esports as such, it's in the tech sector, okay? So let's look, if, if you're investing in the listed companies, such as, you know, the, the Tencent or Activation Blizzards or any of those companies I've spoken about, you, you, you would have come under um, pressure in public markets because of, the way the tech sector has sold off this year into 2022, but you know that's um, that's something to be to be really mindful of. There's something else that I feel. I feel over the past two years there's been a lot of uh, mergers and acquisitions. You know we've seen companies such as Tencent, which is such a big player, not only throughout Asia but just globally. They have been out doing a lot of buying companies and doing a lot of mergers and acquisitions now. I feel there's going to be a, a bit of a slowdown to this. I really do. I feel like companies, are one, are not going to be have as much liquid funds to go out and acquire companies, but there's also starting to emerge some really talented people inside these companies starting to break away and, and create their own individual ideas or, or, or game development companies outside of the big names. So I think there's going to be, be a bit more disruption I think the industry, which has been so owned by so many big players for the last five years, is about to go through a bit of a disruption. There's going to be some some smaller players come in and take some market share away from them. Mm. And 
I think that that's very important. So global volatility, it's going to be around. It's going to be here to stay for a little bit. I think there's going to be less M&A opportunities around the world. And, you know, you need to be really active in this space. If you're trying to invest in esports or gaming, you need to be active. This is not a set and forget portfolio. You need to be, you know, knowing what to buy and sell or take short positions on. Like you need an active manager there to manage your position. Right. Active management when you want to invest in esports. That's the big takeaway here. Now, Clayton, let's shift over to PEC Global Esports Fund. And that is recognized as Australia's first esports hedge fund. So can you walk us through its books and what do you manage? How does it generate returns by investing in the esports and gaming sector? Yeah, sure. And yeah, you're right. We started uh, Australia's first esports hedge fund. And actually, it's the, the only fund in the world that that is an esports-specific hedge fund because by definition, as, as, as your listeners or you would know, that uh, a hedge fund is the ability to take uh, long and short positions on companies. And back to what you touched on before, that, you know, the important thing that we've heard here is to be really active in this space because it's quite volatile, things are moving quickly. And so I thought we really need to be able to go long and also the ability to go short on companies that are mispriced. Mm. So saying that, I've started this esports hedge fund around the world and it's been getting some amazing traction. You know, this year it started off as a it started off as a wholesale only fund where, you know, you'd have to be a, have a certain amount of um you'd meet the parameters of being a wholesale investor and to get access to the to the fund and that's still open to, to, to people globally who can who can add to the esports fund around the world. Um, but then in Australia I opened it up to the retail people, retail investors who want to add, who want to put in a thousand dollars to my fund. So essentially, now opened up to everyone around the world who can get access to my fund and products. And you know, we have been super active this year. We have a strong position. Nintendo has been a big position for us this year, which has mm. held up really well. As I sort of touched on before, the market has come under a lot of pressure, and we have, um, we're obviously big believers in esports in the sector, but we also saw the headwinds coming and we decided to get to take short positions on, on a certain stocks which we thought were mispriced. So we've actually because we have a best interest of our of our investors too to make them uh, to protect their capital and to uh, and to make a good return. So we're actually, you know, we're in a market which is down sort of, you know, depending on what market you're looking at, but twenty to thirty percent across the across the globe, our fund is is up close to fourteen percent. So that's sort of something we're really proud of. Right. Well, that's that's really interesting to find out all about the books that the PAC Global Esports is managing now. Now, can you just briefly talk to us about your investment approach as well and what sectors or geographies does your fund invest in? What is it currently looking for? Yeah, sure. And um, esports is really broad across the world. And um, as I said before, I spent a lot of time, I lived in Hong Kong and, and 10 years throughout uh, I lived in Manila and Jakarta, and I spent a bit of time in Singapore. And, and um, esports, the, the, the real, the blood and the heart of esports is in Asia. Mm. So, like a lot of the great companies that I invest in are are in Asia, but they're also spread around the world. So, um, I don't have any geo, uh, you know, any bias to countries that I have to invest in. I I invest in the best companies and the best people, and 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 that's spread all around the world. Mm. So. Uh, I would like to say that there's probably more Australian companies that I invest in, but I, I don't, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I invest in a lot of companies in Asia and also North America. But 
from Sweden to Poland to everywhere. So um, it, it, it's a really broad, uh, a really broad investment for me. Right. Okay, thank you for that. Now, let's talk about the broader market. You know, according to a market research firm, NewZoo, and we talked about this earlier in the interview as well, the industry's revenue has grown from 996 million US dollars in 2022 to 1.14 billion US dollars last year. Now, how do you think Singapore is positioned to grab a slice of the growing esports pie? Look, Singapore, and as I said before, that like, you guys are at the uh, at the forefront of innovation, but also esports globally. So you guys have, have, have led the way. Uh, Singapore um, and also China and also Asia in general have have led the way in esports. So you know you guys are at, at at the forefront of setting up you know big esports organisations that not only govern esports but also are being really innovative to set up tournaments such as the you know the south uh, southeast asian games mm. coming up next year um you know having an, an esports sort of one of the, the the sort of sports at the esports uh, one of the sports at the games is uh is is very um forward thinking from 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 singapore so look you guys as a country i look up to greatly the way you you look at esports the way you integrate companies the way you are really open to this esports ecosystem and trying to sort of harvest talent that you do there in Singapore is something that um, I look up to very well. You guys capture a lot of the market share in esports, and and I think that's only going to continue. You know, esports as as a whole is is growing at sort of as I said, twenty one percent in two thousand twenty two, and you know, Asia captures a, a lot of that growth. So you guys are in a great spot. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that, Clayton. Now, before I let you go, I got to know this. What is your outlook for the esports industry and how do you expect it to perform in the next year? Look, I think it's come under a lot of pressure this year, like everything else. You've had some of these really innovative big names that are uh, in the public markets have sold off uh, a huge percentage between 50 and 80% some of these companies. And some of them have just sold off too much. A lot of them are producing the same, if not better, revenue than they were before this 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 um this sell off in 2022. And there are some real opportunities at the moment to take, but not to, to be able to um grow and take advantage of this downturn that we've seen. And so, look, there are companies that I invest in in my fund. You know, I touched on it before, Turtle Beach and and uh, Corsair and also Nintendo and. And um, there are a list of others which I'm happy to sort of jump on our website and have a look at our top 10 holdings. But look, I think I think into 2023, it's now time to start to add some of these these esports or gaming names to everyone's portfolios or or, or, or funds. So. Wow, this has been such a fascinating interview. Thank you so much, Clayton, for helping us understand what we need to know about investing in the esports industry and the growth opportunities it presents for investors. Thank you for joining us today, Clayton. Thanks very much. I've enjoyed it a lot and I look forward to speaking again. Great. We've been speaking to Clayton Lacombe, the Chief Investment Officer and Founder of Peck Capital, discussing everything you need to know about investing in esports and the growth opportunities it presents for us here in Asia. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.